Welcome to Imperial Interlude. This is the 29th episode. Uh, this is season one, episode seven of uh, the Book of Boba Fett. With me, as always, is Ralph. Hello, Ralph. Hello, Tim. So, just as a heads up to anybody out there, I might be completely off the rails today. I'm my fourth day on antibiotics and painkillers because of a sore uh, root canal infection thingy. Uh, so I'm not my usual self. Apologies. And uh, this also may infect, uh, affect my uh, memory of the book of Boba that I have watched. <laughs> so if I get anything wrong this episode, please be it bear in mind, I'm not myself. <laughs> and the other caveat, of course, is spoilers. Uh, anybody should know that by now. They should know that by now, shouldn't they, yeah. So spoilers aside, that's the end of the season. Mm -hmm. Possibly the series, we don't know for certain yet. But Indeed. let's start at the beginning of the episode. Which was the um, the opening with Baba Fennec and Din and the mods all sitting in, or all inside the bombed out remains of Sanctuary. Yes. So, so I guess that means that... Um, What's her face is dead. All are dead. Uh, I guess as much too. Well, I know that the actress Jennifer Beale said in an interview it's up to Dave and John and everything, so you never know. Some characters, yeah, some it, people might have survived. It, you know? As long as in character nobody mentioned her death, she might yeah. as well just be injured. Yeah. But there's no sight know. of any former inhabitants of the uh, establishment, so we're just going to guess that there have been casualties. Yeah, very heavy casualties, and they're busy talking about um, what to do. Then Jin tells them that Marshal Vanth and Freetown will assist um, in exchange for engine the spice trade, which Fennec, which Boba agrees to, but Fennec's not happy about, because that's a big chunk of their income. Revenue. But I'm guessing they're going to get revenue elsewhere, and then um, they make the possible plans of hiding behind Boba's basically his palace, but then the mods pop up saying, you know, you, you make ground here, um, you know, because that's where they are, basically. And I think the implication was that from a point of view of protecting the people, because at the end, that's what it seems to be about. Yeah. That. Boba retreating to his palace would have been bad and the mods aren't going to leave to protect the people because they need protecting as they wait for the reinforcements, the pikes to turn up. And yeah, as and they are all talking, a certain bounty hunter turns up, doesn't he, at front? Yeah, that, that, oh, that no, weird no, blue so, guy. No, so, no, that, no. I, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. That's just reading off this because it's like in the first sort of scene is actually it cuts to them when after they've said they're staying to the bounty hunter heading to Moss Eisley to meet with the Pikes and also the deposed men um and the basically the the gang leaders in um were the gang leaders there they were weren't they or not? Mm, no. no I don't think not so not yet not yet but so it was just the pikes and the mayor there and basically Cad Bane telling them not to worry about Freetown and the mayor going, oh, that's a relief. 
and and also then we get the um the confirmation that it was actually the pikes who destroyed Boba's family, not of Tuscans, not the yeah this the the gap the swoop gang, which I think we all sort of guessed. Yeah, that the, we had thought that just the swoop gang wouldn't have enough firepower. Yeah, the same as that. Just Cat Bane wouldn't be a single-use person for that kind of work. Yeah. So, so we then get, you know, we get the, the, you know, that um. So Cat Bane sort of gets that information out of him, and then you know, uh, it'll take extreme force to remove Fett out of the sanctuary. So the Pike knows where Fett's held up, which is interesting. There must be, you know, I mean, it's obvious they've probably got people in. The city. Pike. Yeah, and, and let's that... face it, Boba Fett is a person of uh, a outer appearance that is hardly to overlook. True, and then being responsible, he has an idea to pull Pet out of the sanctuary. So we then cut to a very recognizable ship flying towards Mos Eisley and Pelimoto's hangar, uh, a certain X-wing. Yeah, uh, that was a scene I completely did not foresee. Did you think it was going to happen in season three, Amanda? What happened I, there? I, I don't think if I would have foreseen it in any way, certainly not this way. So we now have mm. a X-Wing that's in the middle of the night landing inside a very well-known, at this point, space dock with a lady and her droids. Uh-huh. Who mistakes it for a new republic? Which I found oh, hilariously when she goes, I just filed my paperwork. And yes. The usual small villain excuse to mm. I'm completely obedient to the law, so yes. please don't don't check my tax report. And then the the, the hatch opens up but nobody comes out and as she climbs up where we can obviously see who which auto unit it is in the back. And then yeah. when the, the when the hatch opens, but it's Grogu turning back up to return to Din, which I thought was, I thought they were going to do it. You know, I did think they would bring Grogu back. You know, before season three, um, you know they left it open last week with the the choice. You know, at the end of the episode, um, but also it means now they can go straight into season three of Mando and not have to worry about. That loose end and bringing Luke Skywalker back in or getting Grogu yeah. into him didn't go straight into the story of season three, which is probably him heading to Mando, uh, the Mando heading to Mando Law, and you know sorting out that whole. I need to bathing in the waters and yeah. you know whatever else is going to happen within this soon to be. I think we will have a new Mandalorian civil war probably. Yeah, and, and on the note of uh, the the choice that Grogu made, uh, you mm -hmm. remember that we had uh, discussed about where did Luke get the lightsaber from Yoda. Mm -hmm. uh, there has been a wave earlier on discussions on why Yoda still has his lightsaber in his uh, uh, belt when he mm -hmm. escapes the uh, Coruscant throne room scene. Yeah. And I, I guess that's just something they yeah okay we, we we already made the movies he's been seen with something on mm -hmm. his belt let's just say he got a lightsaber with him and maybe he had two all along 
Yeah, or he made a new one when he was on Dagobah. Yeah, yeah, either way, Yoda had a lightsaber. Yeah. He died yeah. and looked look too good for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, of course, Pete, uh, Pele no notices what he's got underneath him. We see the Grogu wearing the chainmail robes that, he's, yeah. that he was given. Then she the chain, take, the takes him out of, of the cockpit and just feeds him some random worms. Yeah. And... <laughs> Is going totally the mother route, whilst R two is obviously demanding to know where the Mandalorian is. And yeah, and then we cut back after that to the sanctuary where Fennec uh, is telling Fett and Din, uh, you know, where the different people are. So yeah. we know that at the starport, we've got the two Gamorians, uh, black chrysanthemums in front of the city hall, and the mods are heading towards the or in the workers district. Just so oh, they know. I, I just need to get something off my mind because mm -hmm. I just remembered uh, in regards of Grogu, there's a very bad meme going on where Ahsoka is asking Grogu, why are you eating frogs? Mm. Taste like beer, they do. <laughs> what, why do they taste like beer? Many hops are in them. Yes, I'm <laughs> it's, it's, so... it's like It's like the other one as well, the meme where Grogu rings the Mandalorian. Oh See yeah, that? the, the joke that's what? running around. He did what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah. and that so we get the, the 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 basically the setup of where each of the different fact Boba Fett's factions are. Yeah, very thin stretched forces, and mm -hmm. they all depend on the timely arrival of the people of Freedom Town. Yeah, and then of course we get the eight to eight reporting saying somebody's arrive to meet with Fett. And this is where we get the first face-off between Bane and Boba, which, yeah. is, which is interesting. And they go through a lot of references to yes. prior episodes of different series and movies, which I mm -hmm. found very on the nose. <laughs> but it was it, more... It, I, I saw... I was watching... Kevin Smith and Mark, Mark Bernardin on Fat Man Beyond talking about this. And Mark Bernardin sort of bumped up against the fact that, you know, that you had to watch prior. You know, there was no foundation or there was no information if you weren't a Star Wars fan about this, you know, about what they were talking about, yeah? Yeah. But my, my thoughts on when listening to the way Mark was describing it is... Uh, Someone like him, who's a who's a he's a writer. You know, he's written episodes. He's written episodes of the he wrote an episode of the Critical Role uh, animated series. He's done. He's worked on uh, Treadstone TV series, Carnival Role. You know, he's a reporter. He's just he put a Kickstarter out for his own short film. It it feels like that writers just just any writer would hit against this if they're you know because they're critiquing the writing if that makes sense yeah they're, they're critiquing the, the 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 way the story's working for them but i think for anybody else you know the casual the casual fan or the casual observer would have probably watched it and went you know yeah there's something going on there you know yeah i i didn't you know i didn't bump up against it because i knew the history and i know what was going on and i don't think many people would bump against it i just think if if you're a creative possibly you may bump against that, but it didn't. 
it's it's a bit Destroy like the enjoyment. A, a, a scene full of footnotes mm-hmm. to go see episode X of that and episode yeah. Y of this to mm-hmm. see further reference material. And I don't think it, that's so bad because, as you said, as long as you're not a hardcore Star Wars fan who has watched everything that's out there, and maybe this is your first time going into a Star Wars TV series, you mm-hmm. only watched the movies, heard that the Mandalorian is good, and now you're trying uh, Book of Boba Fett for the first time, mm-hmm. then that reference of past events with, between these two is actually a valuable thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, it was inevitable. We're going to, we were going to get this this past history, you know, between the two of them crop crop up, um, you know, and then of of course, Bane mentions that, um, you know, that he went to Freetown, you know, that don't don't expect to see the the, the people of Freetown anytime soon, you know, yeah, and then Baba goes, I only need to negotiate with the head of the syndicate. And then being turned out and said, oh, the same syndicate that uh, murdered your tribe, yeah, your Tuscan he, tribe. He, and it he was really like, brings oh, the bl- yeah. b- blood of Boba to boil. <laughs> yes, and we got the whole Boba hand moving from being in a casual position to the front. And it was like, oh, right, yes. But the episodes, I think, even up to this point, but when when it first started... Was very much gearing that west. Was very much that western feel. Was very much that old western, you know, the mm-hmm. feel to it. Not a bit like the way that they did um, that episode five of season season two of the Mando with the Soka's introduction, where you had half of it was you know Din versus the gun, the the two gunfighters fighting was very yep. much a western, and then you had the samurai part. This was all western. In, in its feel and in its structure, which I thought was really good. You know, talking back to what George wanted, you know, I think that's one of the things we can say, you know, people critique, critique the episodes as much as they want, you know, they can say it wasn't for me, you know, certain things they could bump up against, you know, like that story part or cob or um, what do you call it? The mods didn't bother me, but that was very much all George and it, and it felt like that. You know, yeah, and then and then it's in in that scene, of course, with Bane and Boba Fett thinking of there. You have Fennec being the voice of reason, which struck me a bit odd. But then again, I guess she just uh, could assess the situation a bit better and, and knew that mm-hmm. uh, he would be losing against the fastest drawing alien out there. <laughs> but also, also, it was right to say pick. Pick your spot. You know, he's good. She could see that he was being goaded, and that that's what, you know, goad him to fight on Bane's terms, not on their own yeah, terms, where they need to never, fight on their own terms. Never a good thing. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we get the whole ambushes, which I think was inevitable anyway. I'm not sure how you feel about the way that they, they were ambushed. Did you did you think it was going to that way, or did you think it would have been the Pikes uh, themselves? I would have gone more for for the Pikes being the ones doing the aggression, mm. uh, and especially the way they set up who was fighting against who was a bit odd. Having the the mods anywhere was re- more or less irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Or same goes for the uh, 
for the two green piggies. Uh -huh. But setting up the Wookiee in the Trandoshan district. Uh, <laughs> was just asking for trouble, wasn't it? Yeah, it's just no. E even if everything goes to, according to plan, that that in itself is so much potential for problems. And well, we got problems. First, they attack the um, <clears throat> the mods, and then yeah. we get a scene With that's percent. almost from the. Uh, uh, from the book of Western again, where some bad guys come up from behind a train and start assaulting mm. the Gamorians. Yeah. And then Crescente gets beaten up by some lizard dudes. Yeah, it was it was the um it was basically the three families from Moss Eisley, which was probably inevitable that they were gonna turn on Fett, you know. I mean you yeah. know, I guess you know, you've got you've got a small what you would class as a small time crime lord, really? Well, with small t with small resources, anyway. You know, fighting against the syndicate, which has a wider, you know, reach, really uh, compared to what Baba has. Yes, he's taken over Jabba's turf, but Jabba was predominantly, from what we know, and it's never been expanded on that. Jabba's Jabba's reach was pretty much all Tatooine. Jabba controlled Tatooine. There was nothing beyond Tatooine, where the Pike Syndicate seemed to be, you know, has greater reach. But yeah, I mean, it was the whole, you know, they 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 get the call that um, the mods are being attacked by the Aquilesh in the in the district. Uh, Crescentons getting attacked by the, the Trandoshans, and of course, the Gamorians are being attacked by the Clatuians. And then, yeah. of course, we get the 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 inevitable. Everybody, you know basically being beaten down so the mods have to take cover. Sh uh, Black Crescent's basically piled, dog piled on um, after taking a couple of nasty whacks to the back and then shooting a bunch of Trandoshans and stuff. And then we get the um, Gamorreans being pushed off a cliff, which I thought was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> a little bit harsh. I, I think if any of those characters had, uh, had any right to survive that series, I thought those two would have <laughs> The two Gamorreans, did they? Yeah. <laughs> And then, of course, we get uh, the Pikes turning up to uh, where Baba is sort of hiding out with Din in the Sanctuary. Yeah, to together then, with, uh, for whatever reason, the uh, still chained up... Uh, Major Domo. Major Domo of the, the Mayor and uh, Fennec. Yeah, well, uh, Fennec, I think, heads straight off. Doesn't yeah, she, she's she's going off helping the uh, the mods. The mods who ask for help, yeah. But but and she then... sent off from uh, from Boba Fett to neutralize the head of the yes the pikes. Yeah, that that's what it was. She was going to head off to neutralize. Can you get there in time? I think was the was the words, yeah. wasn't it? To to Fennec to get to basically to take out the leader of the the pike syndicate, and then of course we have the major Domo still there with things. So I'm assuming Boba moved his temporary headquarters to there. And then, of course, we get the whole Major Domo um, offering his services. advice, <laughs> his services when it comes around that they um, that they are, you know, that the pikes are moving in on them, you know, the, the things, and he does this whole uh, Baba says, yes, I'll write my terms out, hands it to him, 
And then the guy goes out and it's like, I was expecting him to get shot straight in the face, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's a interesting way you know, that, that Yeah, it's like the whole... I'll 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 read the I'll, yeah go take my terms these are my terms go read my terms and my terms are for them to surrender if they don't surrender it's going to be blood blood in the streets which I thought was like, yeah. but the the gulp and the look on his face which was like oh dear and then as he's about to, as they raise their gun to shoot him we get the jetpacks and we get Boba flying out on a jetpack which I thought was really cool shooting down pikes followed by of course Din. So yeah. you have two Mando. Well, you have a Mando and what would you? Boba wasn't Mandalorian. Isn't seen as Mando. So and Ooh, a clone. That that's a discussion. I would say, do we know if his father was Mandalorian? Because he he talks about the armor being inherited from his father and his yeah. father. So I'm going out on the limb and say he is a Mandalorian, even even if not by the weird, wacky uh, genetics they think of in any way, or shape, or form on Mandalore. But from a pure genetic standpoint, he probably is. According to to canon, and this is going off Wikipedia, yes, it is Jango Fett was the famed Mandalorian bounty hunter, you know, and template for the clones. So, so yes. he is a Mandalorian for all intents and purposes. Yeah. Just he's just not following the way. Exactly. He's not he's not a child of the watch, the same way that Boba is. Um you know, so but then we so we get the two Mandalorians flying out in their Beskar, laying waste to pikes, which I thought was really cool. And then of course we cut to the um I'm just trying to see I think it's the, the what's next. It's it's the the the, the fighting and then it cuts to the uh, Fennec helping the mods out, if I remember correctly. Yeah. The mods basically get just a message, head down, mm-hmm. stake stay put, and then three or yeah. four attackers just explode. Mm-hmm. With with basically shots from nowhere, and it, we figure that it's Fennec there, and then the mods thank Fennec, and then she rushes off to do whatever she's going to be doing. And the mods head to Sanctuary. Yeah, they had the sanctuary followed by but as as that's happening, we sort of cut around and the battle sort of intercuts in lots of different places between that one and the the mods and then you know the the two Mandalorians are basically being shot down, not literally because of the the armor, but sort of on their knees and stuff. As as a couple of the pikes suddenly uh basically are shot down and Coming around the corner in a heavy armored speeder is the people of Freetown. So they've no, actually. No, come... you're, you're getting one step ahead. Before that, there are pikes flying around the corner because one no. Chrysanthemum is coming around. Thing. No, no, the 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 speeder comes first okay. because they use it as cover, and then Chrysanthemum yeah, comes around right. the corner, and they pull Chrysanthemum behind the weak behind the um the thing right. as well. Yeah, so I we get. Corrected. We get... <laughs> We get the um, you know, we get we get people of Freetown turning up to help out. Then the mods turn up, and that's where we get the the whole um, you know, what's this? What is is it? Desert Scurrier or something doing here? And one of the one of the the people of Freetown turn up to 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 um save the tails of some city rats, and then yeah. Bobber goes 
save it for the pikes, so they, you know, to get a, them... A bit of unfriendly banter of unfriendly. local troops. Exactly, and then we get Chrysanthemum basically hurling two pikes and then dragging about three of them behind him. And it was like, okay, that's one angry Wookiee. Yeah, which, to be honest, I found a bit overly dramatic. He had been piled down by multiple enemies. They yeah. all had sharp weapons. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but I guess if you don't know the character from the comics and what he was like in the cam- in the comics, it's setting that scene still, isn't it? Really, of, of what Chrysanthemum is like. You know, yes, we've seen him fight, but we've, you know... If if you read him in the comics and stuff, he is you know he is this unstoppable force. You know he he beat down Chewbacca. Yeah, but still, so, if, if he know. gets cut to pieces, then true. He, he can't put himself together. Very true. But we you know we get we get the scene anyway, and then they start to celebrate as Din warns of them of trouble as he switches his view, and we get two super droidicas. Basically, yeah, is what you would walking flak towers. They are actually called Scorponek droids, and what's interesting is these are concept art drawings originally in the art of uh, Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. They were concept droids for the Battle of Geonosis. Um, they're actually in the the, the Battle of Geonosis in, in the book. The the appear as a one piece of concept art from these episode two Attack of the Clones. Um, they were originally introduced in Legends continuity and the Essential Droids guys in two thousand and six. So they've gone from being Legends to being full blown in canon now. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. It's all right. So we get these two, two of them turning up, and of course because they're like droid dickers, they have. Deflect the shields. Yeah. And I thought it was quite, you know, interesting that, you know, Boba and Din tell everybody run and people start running away. Same with Din and Boba as they're fighting them. But when Din and Boba were fighting them, it was blocking when Din pulls out the Darksaber and it was blocking him because he was using it too quickly, which is a reference to there's an episode of. Clone Wars, where they talk about defeating Droidicas. Uh, Anakin, Ahsoka, and Rex are on this planet. It's the same planet where we get introduced to what's his face's character from Rogue One, uh, voiced by Forrest Whitaker. Well, his yeah. character. Lies, deception. Yeah, him, him, where we get introduced to his character in Rebels, in, sorry, in Clone Wars. They go to that planet, of course, they're teaching the, the, the freedom fighters how to fight. And one of the things they're talking about is using a slow-moving object to, to penetrate the shields. Yeah. So that's why they come around and say that blasters don't work and Din smacks them with the, the dark saber and it bounces off. I, I, I feel that's an idea they might have nicked from Dune. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if yes. I remember correctly, in the... Uh... Original, yeah. The original movie, which I don't know how mu- how much of it is in the book, uh, but in the movie there's a small penetrating uh, knife going through the uh, the yeah. shield. It's the same in same in the new film as well. Yeah. The 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 dueling scene between Gurney and Paul that was um, same as what it was from the original. You know where they've got the big so blocky shields. That's probably something that's also in the book. 
yeah, a slow-moving weapon will penetrate the the personal defense shield. So yes, I think that's where George probably got the idea from. You know, I mean, we all know George liked pulling ideas from different things and using them. So you know, he's not pulling ideas; he's getting inspired. Exactly. And let, let's face it, uh, you need to have some kind of loophole in seemingly mm -hmm. unpenetrable defenses, otherwise exactly. your plot is ruined. Uh, I'm just putting it out there. Exhaust shaft to the core. Cough, cough. <laughs> yes, but then of course we get the the it's, it's Din heading one way, Baba heading the other. Uh, Baba, sorry, Baba goes turns to Din and goes, "Um, I'll go and get some reinforcements." As they're fighting these droids and not winning, and then Din's sort of pulling one of them towards him as the other one heads off towards the the rest of them, and of course as Din rounds a corner or comes around the corner comes Pelimoto with a one of those rickshaws driven by a droid and then and then Din going get out of here get out of here and then of course we see the whole the droid spotting them and she does she screams and the thing turns and spins on its yeah its wheels and, and runs off and then he jumps on the back that that's a faster high pursuit chase than the one with the mods <laughs> yes there was that and then the the mods in the Freetown are uh, garrison up in a in a. Um, Aren't you forgetting something? Which no, because that comes after it cuts. He jumps on the back. That runs away. It cuts to the mods and then um, garrisoning up, and then it cuts back to the reunion. Oh, okay. Um, see, I said I would be on the fritz with events yeah, on this. All the orders and events. Yeah. <laughs> I've got Wikipedia open with the running thing for each of the acts. <laughs> so I can remember which way it goes. Um, so yeah, they hold up in a house being pinned down by Pikes and of course one of those droids. And we cut back to Moto reveals that she has a delivery for Dane, and it was of course Grogu, who then sees him and jumps into his jumps into his arms. So we get the father-son reunion. Yeah. That that everybody on the internet wanted. And, no. and sadly, the poor droid from that rickshaw is a bit damaged and then just mm -hmm. goes berserk. <laughs> yeah, goes berserk and he's in just... <clears throat> and then, of course, did you notice, though, that she, when Penny landed, she lost a tooth? Yeah, she spat, she spat a tooth. <laughs> but if you notice, Din activated his jetpack to carry, <laughs> to catch Grogu. Yeah, it was a very interesting pseudo slow motion scene. Mm. And then of course we get the um you know the three of them pinned sort of pinned down by the droid and we get the roar. We get the scene that we knew we were gonna get. I'm sorry it was it was in episode three was it episode three or four? I think it was four. Episode four where we get Bob saying I want to ride that thing. Yeah. And I have to say, there are two things that uh, were a bit annoying on that scene that now follows. A, I would have thought that Danny Trejo would have ridden the Rancor into battle and bring it to Boba. That would have been mm. much more fun. Yeah, well. Yeah. And I would have thought the Rancor would just run across the streets. Why would you make it crawl across buildings? They were, I think, when I looked at the Rancor, and I've, I mean, I've watched the episode a couple of times, and the way that they've made it move and stuff like that is almost emulating how we saw it move in 
the bad bad episode when they went and got Muchi. Mm-hmm. So I think they were, you know, they were emulating that. But, but still, he could have just oh, yeah. ridden it through the streets. That would have been mm-hmm. much faster. <laughs> much faster, but not as dramatic on on screen, I guess, is it? Yeah. You know. But then, of course, we get the 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 Rancor facing up against one of those droids, and it was like, yeah, okay, the droid's not going to last much longer. <laughs> Yeah, he he did put up a bit of a fight, and mm-hmm. uh, I think actually got decapitated one of his gun arms by Din. No, it was Grogu. Grogu pulls out a bolt from the arm as Din tries to break inside with the dark saber. Um, he makes. Hang on, let's have a look. I'm just going yeah, but, through but here. Yes, one one arm then sliced yes. off with the dark saber. Uh, yeah, what, so, what, what, so the Rancor faces off with the, the droid and manages to severely damage its shielding, following Din to approach from behind it, break inside with the dark saber, and then makes it on top of the droid, sliding off one of its gun turrets yeah, that's before he's knocked off. But before it can crush him, Grogu force pulls the bolt out of the leg, causing it to collapse, giving Fett Rancor time to basically tear it in two. <laughs> yeah, uh, did you notice what Fat said to the Rancor? No. You didn't? No, that I didn't. It was quite, quite interesting, I thought. The the Rancor hold, held the droid in, in his hands and seemed to be waiting on command and Boba just got, do it. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. I found that very striking. Mm. Did he do it in a certain, do it? In, in, in fact, he did. It was. Otherwise, I don't think it would have uh, made into my foggy brain at that moment. True, and then and then Fett heads off to rescue the remaining ones with the with the um, with the Rancor as well. Of course, to help him do that, uh, I missed off the previous one that um. Drash and Jewel, who were the, the, the female mod and the, the, the one that said, you know, to help some, some yeah, city rats. The, the first so they did some, sni- did some sniping on the um, the pikes. And then, of course, we get Fett turning up with the, with after one droid down, Fett goes to rescue the others with the remaining pikes and basically destroys that droid. And, of course, the, the slum, the, the Rancor basically shoves its heart and shoves its thumb through the eye socket. Of the the droid, like the sensor, yeah. Um, and then of course we get the the, the obligatory rancor picking up pikes and smacking pikes and eating a pike. Yeah, I, I was waiting for that scene all along. I can't have a fighting scene with a rancor without him eating or biting someone's head off. Yeah, so he swallows a pike all just about, and then of course we we as it turns from that we get Bane standing in front of the rancor. And using uh, basically the facing off, so we have Bane facing off against Fett and the Rancor, and to sort of even up the odds a bit, he uses the the flame from his. Cat, Cat Bane uses flamethrower. Flamethrower is very effective. Rancor yes. leaves the stadium. Exactly, leaving the two of them to square off, which is the second sort of the second square off that we have, and then. Bane sort of looking down starts to ask Boba questions on what his motive is of why is he doing this because it's got to be an angle so it's the yin and yang yeah really it's one bank and I think this is where they said 
once you've seen the whole of the season, it pays off. The beginning episodes pay off. And I think you can see that because it is pretty much Boba is trying to find a place for himself now. He's an old man. He survived. He's getting tired. He wants to find a place where he can almost retire mm. and not have to a, work for idiots, work for himself, and not have to, you know, put his life on the line every day, you know, doing this, where Cad Bane has never stopped and won't stop. He'll work for anybody for any any price and anything. So they're 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 the two sides of the same coin almost. Yeah. And the dichotomy between the two of them. And I I think the most interesting thing is when he uh, so Cat Bane just floors Boba and rips mm -hmm. his helmet off. Yeah. And then slowly points his gun at his head to make a final shot. Mm -hmm. And for some odd reason, I've more or less think for have foreseen what then follows because since he sat upon the rancor, he also had his guffy stick with him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Boba then uses his guffy stick to whack uh, Cat Bane a few mm -hmm. times, and when he is on the ground, he uh, finally deals the killing blow. Or does he? <laughs> Yes, I'm, he's left for dead, but we don't know if he's actually I, dead. I'm pretty sure if you get a pointy stick shoved through your chest, that's the definition of dead. But there's, I mean, that's the whole conversation as well, which I thought was interesting before that, about, about basically uh, Cadby and saying that he taught, you know, I knew your father, I knew you, yeah, I taught you, all of that type of thing, you know, where we were laying out some of the history between the two of them as well, yeah? Mm -hmm. between Bane and stuff, and then, of course, Bane shoots and fires and, and floors Fett, um, which is harking back to that unfinished episode of Clone Wars that they were going to make, with which had the two of them facing off. That's how Bob got the head down in his helmet, supposedly. But it was... Um, it's that where you said, you know, Bob basically does, does goes all medieval on his ass with the gaffy stick and, and stops Bane and, and then stabs him. But there's that slow panning shot heading up, right? And if you look on his chest, the chest monitor mm -hmm. still blinking. Well, that could be just a diagnostic LED. <laughs> it could be, but I've got to... If he's dead, fine. You know, I can understand it, it would, being done. It would strike me as very weird that uh, Disney slash Star Wars would kill a yes very well-known character that quickly. That way. Yes, you, you surely the obvious way for him to die would have been in a, you know, in a, in sort of a duel, almost a, a proper pistol duel, yeah. Oh, I or think something. we failed to mention one important part, which is uh, a bit more earlier when the people of Freetown come and uh, didn't ask where's the yeah, where, marshal, where's the marshal? No, he say, says so, he's dead. Well, no, what he said was because it's Cad Bane said he visited the marshal. And then and then he goes, um, sorry to hear about the marshal. And the Twelek, not the Twelek, the weak way turns around and said, yeah, he was gunned down in the street. Yeah. Which... So at that point, I thought he was a goner. But well, I, th I thought he'd survive, because when you'd watch the scene, yeah, he gets hit the, the shoulder. Out, I would have said he would have survived as well. But mm -hmm. at that point, I thought, okay, maybe he's 
they've actually gone killed him to, off. Yeah. Because I, I would have said if he had been just wounded, he might have ridden mm-hmm. along the, with a arm in a sling in the sling and just yeah. commanding everybody. But yeah, just came to my head that we forgot about that totally. Mm-hmm. So uh, going back to the current events, uh, Cat Bane lying in the street with a X imprinted on his chest for, for whatever yeah. reason. It's a, a very, a very thingy into the fabric, and then the blinking thing, but the panning shot. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the opinion though that it's, it's, it's the whole. They've brought Cat Bane in for two episodes, and then they kill him. If they've killed him, fine. You know, it's like Dave and John know what they're doing. You know, John Favreau wrote the episode. You know, and it is one of Dave's toys, so you've got to wonder. You know, would Dave okay that sort of storytelling? But it's John's story, really, isn't it? It's it's well it's not just john's story it's the mandalorian story because i think you could probably class this whole season as a side arc a side yeah a side arc to the mandalorian story you know yeah. i mean yes it was called the book of baba that doesn't bother it doesn't bother me what it was called and i know people have bumped up saying well it should have been called say the book of uh, mandalorian the book of baba say put the mandalorian in and then called it the book of baba you know from a point of view with but but the protagonist wasn't the mandalorian exactly it was baba fett so you know i mean got no problems with bumping up with the title and stuff like that and then so so we have cat bane with an unknown health status exactly very angry and frightened uh, running rampant in Mm -hmm. the city reenacting scenes from uh king godzilla (laughs) godzilla king kong yeah uh, Din tries to ride it at one point, which I thought was quite interesting. Yeah, and then that, just gets that, smacked. Yeah, but I'm thinking as well is is that a um, is that a foreshadowing of the Mythosaur riding? I don't know. For season Perhaps. three of Mando, you know, with the with the whole um, you know, leader of Mandalore or Mandalore the Great or whatever he was riding a Mythosaur, carrying you know, wielding the dark saber. Is that some foreshadowing that we have? And then, of course, we get the Rancor sort of jumps down and uh, before Din goes to try and calm the Rancor or do whatever he uses to the Rancor, he hands Grogu off to Peli and the, the Major Domo. And, of course, Grogu being Grogu, as Peli looks around, Grogu's not there anymore and he uses the Force to calm the Savage Beast. Yeah, which is, I think that's fan service for the more female audience to have yeah those i think two. there was some i think there was some fan service in yeah, there that's big kitty and small kitty getting along <laughs> to very like and then falling asleep next to another yes which denotes that he's using all of his force and so he, every time he uses the force too much he must fall asleep yeah which you know? could be interesting in future episodes mm-hmm. and then of course that sort of wraps up the the arc in Moss Espa, but then we cut to Moss Eisley, where this is now in the in the um the Sevilla's office, where the Pike Syndicate, the three heads of the family, and some guards of Pike and the mayor are all there, talking. You know, basically talking, and the Syndicate are basically saying we're going to be leaving. Uh, you know, points out that half his people have either been gunned down or eaten by a rancor, and then you know it breaks the terms that was promised by. Tatooine being hospitable, and yeah. that's interrupted by some blaster fire outside where they all go on alert. And then from up above, we get a bunch of blaster fire, which basically kills the guards and the faction leaders. The mayor's looking around, tra- attempting to flee, 
and gets a noose around his neck, which I thought was quite interesting. Yeah, especially giving the, the length of his neck. <laughs> yeah. And then this the, the leader of the Pikes Etiquette firing blindly, uh, suddenly to appear dropping down dead from behind as Fennec sort of st- is standing behind him with a, a blade in her hand. Yeah, just been stabbed through the back. So Fennec proving she's the master assassin. Yeah. Which I thought was nice. It was nice to for for sort of her to get a little bit of the Don't mess with Fennec. Exactly, don't mess with Fennec. And then of course we get the um the scene of Moss Espa with Fennec, Fennec and Fett walking through the streets of Mos Espa now with the town folk sort of working to clear things up and greeting him and bowing him and showing him respect. Yeah, he makes and a joke about his, you know... He's feeling right uncomfortable arm. about this and yeah. thinks that this may not be for him and maybe somebody else should be in power. And and then Fennec goes, um, you know, if nobody else, if not them, who else, you know... Who else is there to look sort of protect the people? So it's almost as if Fett and Fennec, yes, he's a crime lord of sorts, but he's also become an unofficial marshal in some respects as well. Sort of keeping the peace. He's the daimyo. He's the daimyo, indeed. So, you know, he's he's almost, you know, it, it is the whole keeping the peace law. But and, also the crime lord. He set out to rule with, with respect from the beginning, so now True. he has earned the respect of the people. And... So does this now make him technically the new mayor? I, that, that's a thing I would, I've been asking myself for a long time. Is the mayor elected in that town, or is that a designated person by the daimyo just as someone who deals with mm. everyday things normal mm. people do? Very true, you know, it's, it's an interesting one. Of course, you get the children because coming up and up. When we talked to the mayor in one of the earlier episodes, uh, the mayor says, I'm mayor of the Daimyo's goodwill or something along the Yeah, I'm mayor to do with your goodwill or whoever's. Yeah, it, yeah. This somehow uh, implicates that he might have a say mm-hmm. on who's going in that office and who's not, but mm-hmm. could could be either way. And then, of course, some children come up and offer him a, a fruit. One of the like melons, and as they approach, we see croissant and the mods. Um, that rat droid as well meet in the in the um, yeah. in sort of this area, and of course, uh, Boba hands the fruit to croissant. Fennec. No, he hands it to Fennec, who throws it to croissant, and um, if I remember correctly, and then we get the the lap, the sort of the oh, why the Wookiee got the the um. Uh, the melon, you know, and it was like, uh, then uh, Fennec goes, um, Krasantan, are you going to share? And you get that snarl of the Wookiee. And then the sort of the final scene of the thing is, of course, the starfighter, the, the N1 starfighter leaving the planet, which denotes, you yeah. know, that's that basically heading into, that we are heading into season three of Mando with Din and Grogu. And of course, we were all right that the, the former droid, the, the former astromech, a section of the N1 is now Grogu's little yeah. uh, cockpit. And of course, he he's knocking on the window and he goes, no, knock, knock, no. And then he goes, yes, one more time. Last no, time. No, not again. Not again. Okay, one last time. time. And then, and then pushes that. the exhaust button, which gives yeah. the thing a hell of a blast. The, the nature of Sockside. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, we get the, the mid-credits credits. with with inside of uh, and all, all the, the, the impatient suckers who had 
switched off the episode at the point of the credits have missed the lo- missed this, part, yes. part mm-hmm. of the episode. And that is that the marshal isn't dead. He's in fact sitting in... or laying in the Bacta tank from Boba Fett recovering. With with the the mod artist to save Fennec there. Yeah. So it looks like he's going to be getting the same treatment as Fennec, possibly. He he seems to be something like the local doc. Robo Marshal. <laughs> I'll buy that for a doctor. I'm a doctor. <laughs> I was thinking Robocop, but you know. <laughs> yeah, Marshal Bravestar. <laughs> exactly, Marshal Bravestar. There we go. So pretty much the episode. It was a long episode as well. It was an hour. Yeah. I, I may be completely wrong on this, but I think they haven't let any loose ends in this. No. I mean, well, there's there's some story beats that they can you know they can pick up on if we decide to get a second season. It's Cad Bane, is he alive or dead? Yeah, What's but there's there's nothing not really obviously no, open that w- no. where would you scream? Oh, I need closing on this now. The 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 huts have left for now Hutter because mm-hmm. they don't want any of the the problem there. The Pikes have said this isn't worth it. We're leaving this bloody yeah. rock of his planet. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's there's no. There are no loose ends. They didn't bring anybody in, which, you know, I said, are we going to get to see someone from Crimson Dawn? You know, are we going to get to see Kira? They didn't do the Kira arm, so they may be saving that for something else. If they do decide to go down that route of what's happened with Crimson Dawn and, you know, and all of that. We didn't get to meet any of the other bounty hunters. People were saying we might get to meet like Dengar and Forlorn and stuff. You know, there was none of that. The only thing that you you can call an open thread is actually the the status of the marshal what's is mm-hmm. his story after recovering true but even then it's it's maybe he know. gets his own side story mm-hmm. the, the, the stories yeah. of freetown mm-hmm. yeah you know i mean we may we don't we don't know what they've got planned if anything you know how we know one of the rumors and one of the things is that that has been mentioned is that the Mandalorian's only getting three seasons, or maybe four. They said three, it might go to four. I think it depends, yeah? And then beyond that, we get. We know we're getting Ahsoka, but we know what Ahsoka's going to be about, and that's going to be Thrawn and searching for Ezra. So that's probably going to introduce Sabine Wren. But I'm also wondering, is are we going to get a Sabine Wren in Mandalorian season three, if that's linking in with what's going to happen on Mandalore? You know, with with the factions, and you know, with what's going on with Mandalore, I think we'll get. I think one of the 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 I think the marshal is a former member of is a former man Mandalorian. I think it is one of the characters that turned up in the comics. Uh, sorry, in the animated series, who worked with Maul and worked with, you know, with um, Gar Saxton and stuff during the Civil War. I think that's who the marshal. That's who the uh, the armor is, because the way they've set Din up is being a, you know, being a child of the Watch, and we know the the Night Watch were technically those that became part of the Mandalorians. Mm. So, yeah, I think that season three of Mando is basically setting up a conflict with with probably Bo-Katan, Kreese, the ch- the children of the Watch, and. Mando, and I think the Mando will be separate to in all of that. I think there's three three factions, not just two, plus whatever's going on with uh, Moff Gideon and stuff in it. 
But on the whole, I enjoyed it. I liked, on the whole, loved the series of Book of Baba. I thought it was really good. There was some really interesting stuff in there, yeah. especially the stuff with the, the Tuscans and fleshing those out more. I think what annoyed people the most is that it wasn't a typical Star Wars shooty-shooty-bang-bang no. series. Even it had a character in it as a main protagonist that mm-hmm. would have lended itself brilliantly for such a thing. It's a... I, I almost would call it a coming-of-old-age story. It's it's a redemption story for him. In he, some respects. Uh, he's he's a human-esque character mm-hmm. with a limited lifespan, and he's getting old, and he just What's the He's just too old for this shit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And I mean, you've, you've got enough characters there to set things up. So you know, you've got Fennec, you've got you know, you've got the Marshal, you know, t- to set other things up if they want to go down that route. But but yeah, because it wasn't your atypical. This is Fett. The, the, it wasn't the Boba Fett from 1983 or 80. But to be honest, the, the character from 1980 and 1983 who then turned up in the comics, you know, was like... Yeah, but... Was pretty much two-dimensional. And people tend to forget getting eaten by a Sarlacc t- tends mm-hmm. to change you in a bit. Yeah. I mean, the, the char- this version of Fett reminded me more from... The legend novels, and I'm, I need to get this one right because it's um, there's a collection of novels that they did, which technically emulated, almost emulated Star Wars in some respects in the plot for it, with um, with Jason Solo become turning to the dark side, pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and it's the one where we get introduced to Baba's daughter and things like that where he's an old man and he's he's become mandalore as they say yeah it's set after the yuzhan vong war um he trains jason he trains jana solo to fight a, a brother you know it's the one where uh, the in the in the novels he gets a uh, a beskar gam which is basically a beskar neck brace so the armor's all Beskar, and he gets one for his neck as well, you know, like a, a collar, a Beskar mm-hmm. collar, to stop him from basically being big-headed like his father was um, in it and stuff like that. So there's a, there's a collection of nine novels set after the Yuzhan Vong War. Now, we know the Yuzhan Vong War is all, uh, what in course, is all, you know, um, canon, but not, sorry, non-canon legends, but still, you know, we have that. Um, it's the one where he, he also, in, in this arc, he know he knows uh, Natasi Dala, you know Admiral Dala, who's the first female M- uh, <clears throat> Imperial Admiral, and all of that stuff, you know. So so he knows these characters, but he was very much in that he's an old man, you know. He's 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 called Mandalore. He's he's in charge of the Mandalorian people. He's in he's he is Mandalore. Um, so it's just interesting that you know that. That character of Fett from that novels, I I equate the, this version of Boba to a little bit to that, where it's an older character. You know, he's he's wanting to, you know, look after people, look after his people, as he says more. Yeah, he doesn't. He's not gallivanting around the galaxy to do, you know, to do things, and that's where I think you know this version of Boba sort of emulates that in some respects. Yeah. All in all, I must say I'm 
pretty much like the the uh the series in mm-hmm. in its all it had its weak moments and oh, I, yeah. for for me personally the weakest moment was actually this bloody damn chasing scene because that was so mm-hmm. <laughs> gross yeah but, but that's a i think that if, if that's just one scene um, mm-hmm. as, as I just think of it, I think the ma- major domo will stay with Boba. Yeah, I think he'll still be he'll be major domo still. You know, he'll so, be so that. We'll character. have somebody reigning from Jabba's palace again mm-hmm. with a Twi'lek major domo. Uh, well, uh, I don't all know. he needs uh, is a uh, translation droid. <laughs> well, I was thinking more the fact is that the 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 major domo from the mayor might end up working for Pelimoto in a in a in that shop. <laughs> You know, seems the two of them seem to hit it off quite well. Um, well, since since she has been fond of a Ewok, uh, no mm-hmm. Ewok, uh, Jawa, Jawa, which are yeah. very. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, what what's interesting though is what re- is, is was interesting in in some interviews is that you know that the uh, tomorrow Morrison and even Ming Now Wen have said you know they'd like to come back and. Re, 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 thinking with these characters, so you never know. We might get it. We might get it next year. You know, with a gap between, say, Mando season three, and then you know they're going to book a Boba and then do Mando season four. Or however, they're going to do it. You know, I know next year we're getting Ahsoka. And at um, any point, the Mandalorian could uh, call on the mm-hmm. help of Boba Fett, saying, hey, "Exactly, I could use your services." Or do you know somebody? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, but what's what's in interesting is they have said they'd like to come back and count the characters and one of the things tomorrow morrison is, is sort of indicated you would like to do is that whole that he that boba fett's hatred for mace windu mm. because there is a collection of the fandom i don't agree you know i'm i'm thinking either way you know i don't really mind uh that mace survived his fight from the Emperor? Yeah, I don't think so. Mm, I'm not, um, either way, it depends what they decide to do, you know, really, to be honest. If they decide that he did survive, then fine. I know yeah, there's a... It's, there's it's a... going back to that uh, thing that uh, Stan Lee once told reporters when asking in a fight between A and B who would win. Well, mm-hmm. whoever the writer wants to win you. Yeah, exactly. So... But you know, I mean, the 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 whole arc, the whole thing is, I can see by what was meant by once you've seen episode seven, everything else sort of you you understand everything else in the in the series of of Boba, and I enjoyed the Boba. I'm like you, I did hit a, a little bump with the speed. I just didn't think that chase was fast enough. The, the the mod chase, you know, when yeah. they were chasing down the major domo, that just did not seem quick and fast enough, you know. And granted, there's, you know, maybe it was down to budget for visual effects, you know, all of that type of thing, you know. I mean, I've saw a couple of people online bump against how the battle at the end only seemed to be a battle between twenty people, and it was like, well, yeah. My argument that is, it's a TV series. <laughs> you yeah. can't. You know, have how, how many armies would you want there? Yeah, and the pikes have been shot dead multiple mm-hmm. times, and since mm-hmm. they're all wearing the same bloody armor and helmet, mm-hmm. how would you distinguish them? 
Mm-hmm. But then again, yeah, I think we, we've said this more than once. There will always be people that have just nothing but negativity to say towards things yeah. they don't really like. If mm-hmm. it's not for you, fine. That's yeah, okay. Go, go watch something else. You, you can you can say, okay, I did like it. It's not for me. But mm-hmm. then leave it at that. Unless people yeah. are asking you for details on what special, especially did tick you off, you don't need to shove it in anybody's face because there's so much bloody entertainment out there. You will never ever be able to watch everything. Mm-hmm. I, I dare anybody to try to just watch everything that's on Netflix right now. Um, and continue we... to watch everything that's getting shoved in there new. Never watch anything twice. You will be uh-huh. never done. Yeah, it's 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 insane. I mean, I've got a a watch list a mile long on Netflix, and half the stuff I haven't even you know looked at. Yeah, you know, and it's like you know, I just just I just looked at it and went really. Yeah. I just you know, it just just no. But so um, with Book of Boba Fett now ended, um, mm-hmm. it's. Sad to say that this podcast will have a hiatus again. A little hiatus, yes, indeed, unless anything crops up that we really want to chat about. The next series that will be launching is, if I remember correctly, uh, is the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Yeah, that was announced. We have an official release date for Kenobi with an official poster, and that came this week, and it's going to be the 25th of May. For people who know Star Wars, that's a very relevant date because in 1977, that was the day that Star Wars was released in the pictures. Yeah, and that's a Wednesday and again. And it's a Wednesday, yeah. So potentially we will be doing, unless uh, life dictates otherwise, another mm-hmm. episode on the 29th of May, yes. which then could be released the same evening if we mm-hmm. can be asked to do so. <laughs> but also... We have May the fourth, so maybe something drops on May the fourth. Yeah, there is there is rumblings that something is going to come on May the fourth, but I don't want to, you know. If if anything, that's but... a higher interest or that's worth debating, uh, we will ha- make another podcast. But since uh, people like Atomic Mass Games have been quite shy on anything news, I wouldn't hold my breath until the 4th of May. I, I, yeah. I don't think we will get any interesting big news talk worthy before that. No, I don't I don't think we we will. I mean there's been things mentioned on our streams but it's until we see the stuff physically out yeah. or at, at least in any mm-hmm. kind of uh official announcement as mm-hmm. an article or something. Indeed, then, you know, something then... in written form which we can print and then wave around our heads and say <laughs> see we told you. Yes, or read online if you like reading online stuff too. Yeah, if, if you're able to read, I hear people are able to do that thing. I wouldn't know. I I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But with that, yes. With that said, I think uh, we we call it a day. Yes, yeah, so t- a tightly scripted half an hour's tightly yeah, scripted. As always, uh, as always, thank you, Ralph, for being here and having the running order in the background and reminding my soggy soggy little brain on what happened. <laughs> Thank you out there for listening and to our ramblings. Uh, I hope to see and hear you again all 
next time when we discuss potentially the first episode of whatever the Han Solo will be finally called. See you again. Bye.